So today we're going to talk about how to speak up. Kind of an exciting topic, wouldn't you say? Has everybody here got some growth to do maybe in that area on how to speak up? I want to talk about why to speak up as well as some of the things that are important to speak up about. And then we're actually just going to get into some practical things as far as how to speak up. But first, I want you to think about what keeps you from speaking up more. I just want you to think and ruminate over that. What are some of the things that get in the way of speaking up? Now, could I know for some people it might be, you ever thought that it means that you're mean? Like, that would be so mean if I said this to this person. So we're going to talk about that. Because sometimes it sounds maybe mean in your head, what you want to say, right? You know, like, wow, that sounds really mean. Or afraid to hurt somebody's feelings. You ever been afraid that somebody's going to get mad at you? Or they're going to run away? Some of those kinds of things. Or maybe afraid that you're wrong. Like, who am I? You know? Um, Etc. So I want you to think about, because a lot of times we think about if we speak up, the fear is we're going to hurt or lose relationship. And I want you today to consider that it's actually for relationship. That the reason to speak up is actually to be more of your authentic self, to get closer in the relationship. Because how close can you be to somebody really If you're not getting all of them, if you don't really see, isn't closeness a part of that, like sharing all of who you are? Being able to be seen, have it be safe, et cetera, uh, in being close. So, and a lot of times what happens is if you don't speak up about things, you wind up bottling stuff up and you either distance yourself in relationship, you ever done that, where just like stuff starts eating at you and all of a sudden you start avoiding somebody. Or, or emotionally distancing yourself. So that's not helpful to a relationship, is it? Or you bottle it up, bottle it up, and all of a sudden you blow up. It comes out in some anger. You've seen that as well, right? So those are some of the reasons why it is a big deal to speak up in relationship. I want to talk to you, too, about... Um, different things that are really important to speak up about. And sometimes you might not have thought about some of these. One, the first one I want to talk about is making requests. I want you to think about, is it hard for you to request something from somebody else? To ask for something. If it is, like, think about why. Why is that hard? Sometimes it's hard, but it's important to make requests. Sometimes it's hard because you think they're going to say no anyway. You know, we say no. Never say no for another person. You know, or sometimes we don't ask because if they do say no, I'm going to feel rejected by it. Has that ever, you know, like, I just, my heart would break. I can't handle it. So sometimes we just sit in false hope, wishing something will change in a relationship, but not saying anything. And that kind of gets you stuck as well. You're just hoping something will change. Um... Sometimes, again, it's just sort of um, God tells us that he, he makes us ask for things, and he knows what we want. A lot of times people don't make requests because they think the person that they're in a relationship with, and I'm not just speaking romantically, I'm speaking friends, family, all of those relationships, even work, think they should know what I need. 
They should be a mind reader and figure out what I need. And the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says we need to ask. I want to take you to a couple of verses of Scripture and, um, that I really, really love. In James 4 and verse 2, it says, You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight in war. Yet, you do not have because why? You do not ask. You do not have because why? You do not ask. I want you to think about right now, what are things you're missing out on right now because you have not asked? Could you think that maybe there's some stuff that you're missing in relationship and in anything? It's important to get where we ask. Now, part of this is we want to set our heart that we can hear somebody else's no. Asking does put you in a vulnerable situation because somebody can say, no, right? That would, and then you'd feel bad maybe about that. So you want to get your heart when you're asking to have it be okay that the other person says no. If you're sitting there hoping that they'll figure it out, it's better to find out for real that the answer is no and grieve the loss of whatever it is that you're hoping for in relationship and move on. It's better to get in reality about it, you know, and then to move on. Sometimes, I know it's just all kinds of things. You know, you ever ask somebody, like, you're afraid to ask somebody to church because you think that they'll be like, no. You know, are you, what are you thinking, church? You know, I mean, these are, that's just a simple one, right? You say no to somebody, they would never like church. They're that, not that kind of people. They smoke weed all the time. They're not going to like church. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, they're, they're a player, whatever, whatever your thing is that they're like, they're Buddhist, they're not going to come to church with me, you know, or whatever it is, you just don't want to say no to people. And I remind you, this goes for like all kinds of other things in relationship. Um, let's go to another one in Matthew 7 in verse 7. It says, what? Ask and it will be what? given to you. Let's say that again. Ask, and it will be given to you. You know, God says that the way, even in our relationship with him, it says God has put in the Bible promises. There are promises from God that God says are ours. And God still, even though we need it, it's a boundary thing to have people ask in a good way. God asks us to ask. God does not overstep free will. God does not control. He doesn't control you. So part of even in our relationship with God is asking. You know, ask and it will be given to you. It says seek and you will what? Find. I just love this. That's why, honestly, I'm really passionate about the whole seeking thing. Um, To be a seeker, like that's just the big deal is to be in a place that we're continuing to seek and have our hearts be open. Seek and you will find, knock and it will be open to you. You know, it's, um, it could be about anything. Like sometimes it's just what your preferences are, you know, and, and we'll talk about that too. But it's just like, I remember, um, one of the things that, you know, in, um, it could be a small thing or a big thing that you're making requests about. Um, Adam used to do this thing 
uh, to people. <laughs> like he just, he would go zit like that, you know, like he didn't do that anymore, but it used to be his big thing for some reason. He goes zit. And so I was just like, don't do that to me. Like I, like, I would really like it if you didn't do that to me because for me, you know, like he's my husband and so I'm more sensitive about things like that. And he, it's funny. Other people thought it was funny. Um, you know, if, because he's my husband and my heart tends to be more sensitive about the things that he does. Whereas if Patty probably went zit to me, I might think it's funny or something. It wouldn't be, wouldn't feel hurtful. But you can request things like that. You say, honey, I would really appreciate it if you didn't go zit to me. You know? And he never has since then. I made, guess what? Ask and you receive. He knows that it's not my preference, so it's never happened since I made that request. See how that works? You know, what if I sat there and just said, he should know not to do that to me? He's my husband. What is he thinking? He keeps doing it. Why? Clearly, he could see the look on my face. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we expect people to be mind readers. I don't look happy when he does it. So why hasn't he stopped? You know? It's not helpful in relationships to expect people to read minds. So that's why making requests is a really big deal. Okay. Uh, number two thing that it's important to speak up about is when somebody's doing something that's bothering you and there's no right or wrong. Well, that would be my little thing. But there's also things about, you know, there's a lot of preference things that aren't moral. There's no morality to them. It's just... We talked about it the other day, like messy. There is no right or wrong about messiness. Read the Bible. There's not a sin. Not going to hell for leaving your socks on the floor, you know, or what have you. But that's a preference. And everybody has different ideas of what's acceptable to them, right, in that area. There's things like that. There's things um, about music, right? Some people hate certain music, like other music, et cetera. These are just preferences. Restaurants. Some people like some food and not others. You, it should be okay to make requests. There's just things like, I would prefer going here. You know? I would prefer, we even in the dating workshop, we're doing that next weekend. It's just sort of things like, ask somebody, like I had this friend of mine, she's a really amazing, amazing lady. And she had a guy um, that she was like dating, but he would never ask her out on a date. And she's like, She's like, I would really appreciate it if you just asked me on a date instead of going, hey, you want to hang out? You know, that kind of thing. And sure enough, he asked her on a date. He just had no idea that that was something that actually mattered. She said, it would just feel so much better if you just said, would you like to go on a date? You know, instead of, hey, you want to hang out? You know, and so it's something that was bothering her, but it was cool because it was new for her to learn things like boundary setting and speaking up and being her own person of making requests. He could have said, nope, I don't want to do that. I'm not comfortable with that. I don't like it. I mean, he could. That's the thing. Whenever you make requests like that, the truth is the ball's in the other person's court, and they, they can say, nope, I'm not game for that. But you won't know, right? Part of this is you have no idea until you ask. So what are the things you haven't asked about yet in relationship <coughs> with other people? Um, let's look at another one. <coughs> In Proverbs 19 and verse 11, 
It says, the discretion of a man makes him slow to anger, and his glory is to overlook a transgression. I mean, part of this, too, is getting where, <coughs> you know, we let go. Of the, we don't smet the, sweat the small things, you know, in that <coughs> with people. Let's do another one um, as far as other things that you need to speak up about. Uh, is when somebody's doing something that's wrong and it's hurting you. There is some sort of mor morality. If somebody's lying, that's a character flaw. It's significant. Lying is a big deal. You cannot have an awesome relationship with anybody that's, that lies. Like, lying is a big deal. You can't build trust that way. You can't have awesome relationship. It's a character issue. But it's something to speak up about. Um, other things that are important, like lying, cheating, belittling, all kinds of things that are hurtful, disrespectful, manipulation, shaming, guilting, controlling, all of those kinds of things that if somebody's putting that on you to speak up about. Obviously, physical abuse, really big thing to speak up about. You know, but to be thinking about that, this is important. Um, <coughs> another thing to speak up about is when somebody's doing something's wrong and it's hurting them, if, something's do, if somebody's doing something, you know, whether it's alcoholism, drug abuse, whatever, things that people do that are cutting, you know, self-mutilation, things like that. If somebody's doing something that's hurting them or hurting other people, you want to speak up about that. You don't want to just stand on the sidelines and just, you know, when somebody you care about is doing something hurtful. Um, Let's take a look at uh, Proverbs 27 and verse 6. I love this, too. It says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Think about that, wounds of a friend. The way friends hurt you, faithful. Now, that sounds weird, doesn't it? It's like, oh, that's awesome. When friends hurt me, awesome. But it's a, it kind of shows you a little bit in contrast. It says, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Um, it's just like, you ever have people that are so, act like they, that kiss your butt and then stab your back, stab you in the back? It's one of those things, like, the kissing part is not, do you really care? You know, if there's deceit behind it, if they're being hurtful, if they're being an enemy, if their behavior is hurtful to you, then it's just like we want to be, part of this is like we as people want to be integrated people. This is a big reason why you want to speak up. You want your inside to match your outside or the outside to match the inside because the inside is what it is. You know, that we're integrated people, that we say what we mean and we mean what we say. So it's saying, it's interesting, we'll look at another verse and it'll maybe help shed some light on this concept. In Proverbs 27 and verse 5, oh, see, they were right next to each other. I could have just flipped them. Because why did I do that? I don't know. It says, open rebuke is better than love carefully resealed, uh, concealed. So it's really funny. It's like, it's saying it's better, because rebuke, who likes re being rebuked? Who likes being loved? How, how many for rebuke? How many for love? <laughs> so it's funny, right? Because it's saying, what, so what is this talking about in the context of this? And you put these two verses together as God did. <laughs> I just didn't exactly. But um, it says, open rebuke. Like, 
if somebody is is got issues with you in their head and they're not saying it, that is hurtful. It does not allow for an opportunity to mend things, to change. It just doesn't create that opportunity. So it's saying rebuke to your face is better than love that somebody loves you and they don't tell you. They don't say anything about it. It's secret. It's great love, but if somebody's not sharing it with you, you know, it's not that much of a blessing probably, right? You don't know. Somebody loves me? I don't know. You sure don't say it or show it or what have you. So it's, it's, it is that we want, there's more of a blessing. Think about what it's like in relationships to have people that you know what you see is what you get. How comforting and safe is that? That's a safe person. That's a trustworthy person. Isn't it comforting to know that if somebody has got some kind of an issue with you, that they'll come to you and tell you about it? that they're not harboring resentments, because that's what the option is. Okay. So that's where it is. The faithful are the wounds of a friend. Basically saying, when friends, because in a great relationship, you want friends that are going to speak up and say hard things which won't feel good, right? I want that. I really appreciate that. My friends do. It's not easy when I'm doing something stupid. You know, it's great. Like, my friends will tell me when I'm doing something stupid. And especially being a pastor, I want that. Like, you know, if I'm being boneheaded, please tell, you know, somebody's like, Nancy, that was rude. Or, you know, gosh, slow down a little. You know, you're here about people, not about getting jobs done. Or whatever the thing is. I've had, you know, people give me input on things that I could work on. Or, you know, put when I put something dumb on Facebook and people are like, what are you thinking? <laughs> Um, yeah, the Betty White quote, yeah, it's, (laughs) gotta be careful sometimes when you're a pastor about things like that, even if you think stuff's funny, so, (laughs) anyway, so the thing is, is the wounds of a friend are faithful, meaning it's just like you want, they're good, it's good, it's a good thing, it's not a bad thing, when somebody is truly a good friend, it's better to hear things that won't feel good, but that you can change and do something about than to not. That's what really great friendships, it's, it's like, uh, it's a big part of great friendships. Okay, let's do another one. In Proverbs 9 and verse 8, it says, it's all about, again, speaking up. Do not correct a scoffer, lest he hate you, because that happens. And then it says, rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. So it's the same thing like, Wise people, when you give them feedback, they'll love you for it. You know, somebody that's just like, can't, don't say anything negative to me. It's just like, you know. Okay, so now I want to kind of talk about how to speak up, because that's the big thing. A lot of this is, if you, you can say anything to people if, for one, your heart really is motivated by love, and then it's also how do you say it. And sometimes that's tricky. Like, how do you say some hard things? Because in your head, part of what keeps you from saying things is sometimes in your head it's mean because you're feeling that way, right? Sometimes you're just really angry. So in your head, you're just like, "Mm," you jerk, you know. You are so inconsiderate, you know, whatever. But if you said that to somebody, probably would not be the most effective. So uh, we're going to talk about how, how to speak up about these things. And the golden rule that I always look at is Ephesians 4.15. I just love this one. It says, but speaking the truth in love. 
always, always, anything, think, does, is it truth and is it love? Like, you could say anything. If it's got truth and love, those are the two things. That's what I'm saying. It's just opposite to enemies and kissing. Like, if it's not true, it might be, like, gushy, but that's not a blessing, right? It's just like somebody's vainly flattering you or giving you, you know, at, do you like it? Like, if you, if you suck at singing, would you like it if somebody goes, wow, you're an awesome singer? <laughs> would you like that? I wouldn't. It's just like, because basically what happens is if somebody's, like, not giving you the truth about stuff, you don't have to say, wow, you suck either, right? We'll talk about that. It's truth and love, truth and love. Telling somebody you suck at singing is probably not the loving part, <laughs> you know. But speaking truth and love, so this is what you want to be looking at. Your heart is where you're committed to speaking truthfully. What you see is what you get. It's not a bunch of hidden stuff. And that, but that your heart and why you're speaking it is for closeness, for relationship. And it says that as we do this as a body of Christ, the way this is supposed to work is that as a church, as the body of Christ, that we're all speaking the truth and love to one another to help us grow. It actually helps us grow when you've got people. We're going to do a whole segment on this series on how um, choosing your friends wisely. You want friends that speak the truth and love to you. Not just people flattering. Okay, let's go to another one in Matthew 18, verse 15. It says, moreover, if your brother sins against you, this is your brother sins against you, it says what? Go and tell him his fault. If somebody does something to hurt you, speak up. Tell him. What does it say? Go and tell him his fault. Guess what? Between you and him alone. You go first. Talk to that person. One reason that's a dead giveaway if you're not speaking up when you need to is... If you're telling other people about the grievance, then this is a problem. It hurts relationship. It's gossip. It's, the mo it's one of the most hurtful things you can do in relationship is go tell other people about your grievance with somebody instead of that person. Always, you always, always go tell them alone. The only exception to this is if you need pastoral or counsel help on how to say it, but then you got to say it to somebody. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go tell, you know, Susan over here about my grievance, and she hears me, she gives me feedback, and then I don't go to the person. No. Then that's just gossip. It's one of the most hurtful things you can do in relationship is talk behind other people's backs and not to the person. You go to the person alone. If he hears you, you've gained a brother. If somebody goes, oh, thanks for telling me, that's what we want relationships that look like that. If we tell somebody that they hurt us, we want to go... We want friends in our life that will go, thank you for telling me that. I don't want to hurt you. I care about you. Oh, if you thought that, you know, like I said that, I want to fix this. That's the kind of friendships that we want. People, it's just like, it makes you closer, doesn't it? When you speak up and tell somebody that and they're like, care about that, care about your heart and want to work on it out. Sometimes it's not intentional though, right? Sometimes people do things and say things and they don't even mean that them being hurtful. They don't, you know, sometimes we're sensitive about things and nobody knows. I'm really sensitive about my weight. I'm not, but 
I'm just saying, like, you know, or whatever it is. <laughs> um, good thing, too. Uh, <laughs> verse 16, it says, but if he will not hear, if he doesn't listen to you, if you go and tell him, you've hurt me, it says, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And this is where you get help. If you go to somebody and you say, you've been hurtful to me for whatever it is. And they're not hearing, especially, honestly, this is talks about too, especially if you've got abusive situations. You've got people that are alcoholics, addicts, etc. Probably when you speak to them, they're going to go, no, it's your problem. Not my problem, it's your, you're the problem. You know, people just don't hear it. The Bible says you still fight for relationship to say, okay, you're being really hurtful to me and you're not hearing it. You're not receiving it. You're a wall. Then that's when you get somebody else involved and say, um, can you help me talk to this person about this? It could be a counselor. could be like somebody on the leadership team at church or something like that. You want somebody that can be helpful that is going to be for both people. You don't, it's not about taking sides. You know how we talked about that? God is for everybody. So when you're speaking truth and love, God's on everybody's side. You know, you're speaking things. It's not about being nice. It's about just being honest, etc. So going to talk to that person, if somebody's being hurtful or abusive, guess what? It helps that person, doesn't it, to speak up to them. That's the only chance a person's going to have for healing. You cover up people's really bad behavior, you're not blessing that person. Somebody's, you know, hitting you. You know, somebody's lying. Somebody's cheating on you. You're not helping them by acting like it didn't happen. It's not healing, do you see? It's actually even fostering hurt. The best for both people involved is for that person to, you know, to hear and hopefully get help if they you know, at least you give them the opportunity. So this says you, you, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And then in 17, if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to hear even the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. And what this means is a heathen or a tax collector, it just means that if somebody's really, really not hearing, and it depends on the degree of hurt, you don't, they're not your best friend. A heathen or a tax collector, you still love people. But it's just like, I'm not going to let you into my heart or my inner circle if you can't hear this. I care about you. I forgive you. Go in peace, what have you. But I'm not going to be in a close relationship if you're not hearing what I'm saying. And again, this has to do with how big the grievance is. Um, If somebody is doing things physically hurting you in some way, you know, uh, all kinds of cheating, et cetera, and this is repeated and there's no change, you need to put some distance there. Make sense? It's kind of making sense. Okay. Let's look at another one as far as how to speak. How to speak is you you go in order. First tell the person. Then if they don't hear, you go get some help. Hey, I want to go see a therapist or something. Meet up with somebody on the leadership team. Then in, in Proverbs 15 and verse 1, it says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pulls, pours forth foolishness. You know, no matter what the situation, you can say, a lot of times when we think, because we're upset about things and we're speaking up, you could say 
almost anything. You should always start with a soft, a soft answer. You could be truthful, but you could say it softly. You know, you can say, like, you don't have to scream, you don't have to yell, you don't, do you know what I mean? Like, you always start that way. The only reason, as far as that you may escalate things, is when somebody's repeatedly not hearing. And sometimes you kind of need to just, but it shouldn't be an outburst that's out of control. It shouldn't be coming out from rage. If you're going to escalate things as far as your voice goes, it should be something that's deliberate because you're like, I've talked to you about this over and over and you haven't heard me. I've tried to be nice. I've tried to, I am being respectful about it. You always stay respectful. You can always stay loving. But first, no matter what it is, you start with a soft answer. It could be, even on extreme things. You could say, you know what, if, for instance, you're not going to, if you're going to continue, you know, drinking and getting drunk, I'm going to need to move out. If you don't go get help. That could be that. You know? This is the boundary. This is what I need to, to look like for it to for there to be help and safety built here. It could mean, it could be things like, if you keep cussing at me like that and calling me names, I'm gonna hang up the phone next time. You know? If you don't respect my no, I'm not going to get together with you, you know, et cetera. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be like some of this is. Like, just always, for most of this, you can say it in a soft way. And then, um, Matthew 7. Oh, no, we already did that one last week. But the, I'm going to, let's go to Galatians 6. You know, the thing is, is that we talked about the whole thing of take the plank out of your eye before you take the speck out of somebody's. You also, anytime you're talking to somebody, it always, just like what we talked about the other week, it always helps to look at wherever it lives in you. Say, I understand, sometimes I get stuck with those things myself. You know, I have lost my temper with you before, especially if you've got a track record that has not changed. You could say, look, I understand. I have definitely been out of control and lost my temper with you and said words I shouldn't have said. But I'm committed to working on that. I'm not okay with what I've done in the past, but I'm committed this movement forward to change the way that I'm speaking. So I really would appreciate it if you speak to me that way as well, because that's what I need, because I do want a relationship. I do want to build bridges with you. I do want to start new patterns. Do you see? So um, having some humility about it, in Galatians 6 and verse 1 it says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, this is just somebody stuck in something, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of what? Gentleness. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. So there's a few really wonderful things. If you see somebody stuck, you'd want to help and say something. This maybe isn't even in the relationship. If you have somebody you care about is doing something that they're being stuck, you're not being an awesome friend not to say something. You see somebody with hurtful, destructive relationship patterns. Maybe you've got a friend that's dating people that are, that, you know, like attracted to the wrong kinds of people. If you're silent, it's not really being truthful and loving, is it? You can't control the person, but this is somebody you care about. If somebody is stuck, you want to say something, but you restore them 
in a spirit of meekness and humility and gentleness. And then it says considering yourself, and what that means is, lest you be tempted, is you don't do it in a way that's superior, like, I got this, you need to really listen to me. Let me tell you what you need to change. Do you see what I'm saying? That will not, it's just not it. If you're talking to somebody, you go, I have struggled with this. That, you could say that if you have. Usually almost anything that somebody else has struggled with, you have in some way, most of the time, not all the time, but usually in, in some way you can say, I've struggled with that. Or if it's a different one, say, I struggled with whatever it is. Somebody's, you know, I've, whatever your big, th if it's a big thing for them, you share a big thing for you. I struggled with dishonesty for a long time, you know, and you just share that. So I understand it's hard. I know it's hard to change, do you know? So there's a, do you get what I'm saying as far as the humility part goes? Because all, it's, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So every person has areas that they need to grow in currently to varying degrees. I mean, obviously you get to a place where the stuff you do is not very hurtful, which is good. That's the goal. You want to grow. But we've all definitely had areas that we have been very hurtful, Right? There's no person. There's none righteous. No, not one. We have all done things that were very hurtful. So when we're talking and helping another person out that's stuck, we want to have that humility with it. Does that make sense? Not let me tell you how to do it. But just like I understand, I know, you know, and I care about you. And so it's hard for me to sit here and watch you hurt yourself by being in these really destructive relationships because I think you're worth more. You know, because I love you and I care about you and, you know, obviously you respect people's choices, but you want to just at least speak up in a humble way. This is how is humble. Okay, so just some, uh, I just want to kind of review some of what we went through. Oh, the other thing too that you can do in just a, some practical things to think about, no matter what it is, it helps to start it off saying, I want to talk to you about something because I care about you. Like to affirm that, that that's why you're saying it. If you're just saying it out of judgment, get your head together about that. You know what I'm saying? It's just not a blessing. It's truth and love. It needs to come because you love. And that's what you say. This is, you can say it's hard for me to share this. That helps too. It's really hard because I'm not very good at this and you know, and I care, and I'm afraid you're going to run away, or I'm afraid you're going to be mad. You can say those things, but I want to talk to you about this today because I care about you, and I want to be closer to you because you matter. So it always helps to affirm the love for that person and the care for the relationship, and that the only reason you're having the conversation is out of love for them or some kind of care, you know. Like if it's a job thing, it's like, I care about this job. I want to do a good job for you. I want to do well here and be helpful. That could be it too. It doesn't have to be, I love you, boss. <laughs> but I care, you know what I'm saying? It's like, the Bible still calls that love, but you don't have to tell, use that word when you're talking to your boss. Um, so you could say, but it's hard for me. It's hard for me to, to speak up about this because I'm afraid. Then you can... Again, always get in the habit of making requests. Do not say no for other people. Ask, ask, ask. I want you to think right now. Or I want you to really think about, we're, I'm going to actually do a little meditation at the end, but I want you to start thinking about what are some areas that maybe you could ask that you haven't. 
in relationship, making requests. You have not because you what? Ask not. Oh, you remembered. Good. Some people did anyway. You have not because what? Oh, I think you can do better. You have not because you what? Okay, that's better. <laughs> you want to remember these things, right? You want to keep in mind boundaries and accepting other people's no's. Prepare yourself for that before the conversation. It's all often a reason why people don't speak up. You want to let go if there's false hope. You want to ask and just get it out of the way. If somebody's going to say no, you don't want to be holding on to the fo hope, false hope that you'll get your way. Better to grieve the loss and move on. I had a friend of mine that their whole... They, they were together for seven years, and the entire time, one always expected, and they wanted to get married. They were dating, uh, and they wanted to get married. But for seven years, they both stayed in the relationship, hoping that the other one would change their mind about where to live. Seven years. The whole time. Like, one, the, one, the girl was like, oh, I want to live in Connecticut. And he was like, I'll never leave California. And they wanted to get married and have kids. Seven years went by. And it's because they kept sitting there thinking the other one would surely change their mind after a while. That happens all the time in relationship, doesn't it? It's false hope. You need to let go of it and get it out on the table that this person says, no, no, I'm not going to Connecticut. No, I'm not going to stay in California. You need to grieve the loss that you're not going to get your way on that and move on. Maybe it means starting a different relationship and letting go. But to be in a relationship seven years, they wound up splitting up. But seven years, hoping that they're going to get married and spend their lives together, hoping the other one would change. That's why you want to, if it's not going to happen, you kind of want to find out. You want to focus, too, when you're speaking to somebody on your feelings, not judgments. So um, I think some of you guys, and we could still email this out to you, we have an emotion sheet that gives words for emotions, you can use that in speaking. You can say, here's a formula. When you blank, I feel blank. Always think about, like, when you don't call me back, I feel rejected. When you just tell me, let's hang out, I feel like I don't matter to you. I feel less valuable. If, you know, any of those things. When you blank, I feel blank. Try that because whenever you speak about feelings, it makes people feel more vulnerable. It softens things as opposed to putting things, you always do this. You're always late. It's like when you're late, I feel disrespected. Do you see the difference? Why are you always late? You're so rude. You see, so that, that's another way to put love in the formula. Also, don't jump to conclusions about what somebody's intentions are as far as what they do. Don't be a mind reader. Ask people. Uh, sometimes people don't know that they're doing something hurtful, so you want to ask. Hey, when you said that to me, you know, it kind of felt like you were dismissing me or like you didn't care about what I said. Is that, how you, is that what you meant? Sometimes, seriously, people just really didn't, don't know. You know? Um, so you don't want to read into things as far as people intending bad things if you felt that way about it. Okay. So um, think about speaking up. You will sometimes by speaking up lose relationships. Even Jesus had people walk away. So keep that in mind. You cannot hang on to every relationship. But the thing is, is as you speak up and become more of who you are, you keep the people near you that should be, and the other ones will self-select out. 
It's not like you're kicking people out of your life. It's just that some people will go, I don't like this new you saying what you really want. I liked it better when you kissed my butt. You know? Some people are like, oh, this is the real you. It helps you to become more of an integrated person of what you see is what you get. It's one of the things that I've seen, you know, as Chris talked about the ambassador program, because it's a year we want our leaders to be that. That's healthy living, where you're a trustworthy person, that what you see is what you get, and you learn to do that, and you practice having conversations like that where you can, you can be truthful and loving, truthful and loving. So... If you want to really learn how to be a powerful minister, make a difference, come to the Ambassador Information Day two weeks from today. I threw in a commercial there. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. So you want to also practice these speaking up. It's going to take practice. And you want to practice with safe people. You know, you want to talk to the, if you need coaching, but make sure it's coaching, guys, and then if you get coached on how to have a conversation, you actually still go to the person, and it's one person. It's not three people you need to talk to for coaching before you go talk to them. Do you see the difference between gossip and really getting help? To talk? One is truly just to figure out how to say it if you need some coaching. You, fellowships are a great time for that. The person running your fellowship is a great person to ask for some input and to bounce stuff off there, but then you actually have to have the conversation with somebody or else it's gossip yes okay so let me pray and you guys can we'll do a little meditation um i want you to think right now so think about some areas that um maybe you've been carrying in your heart in relationship things that you haven't shared whether it's a request because you just thought oh they'll think it's stupid or they're gonna say no or if it's something that's bothering you that you haven't spoken about and told the person. I just want you to think right now of some areas that you could really grow and stretch and speaking up. And But this is a time to really pray and ask God for help, and that's a big deal too. God can help you with this. All that matters is that you're speaking truthfully and in love, that you're speaking, you know, and, and the truth might not be absolute truth. It just might be what's true about what you're feeling. You know, I'm just feeling this way. Uh, I'm feeling like you don't care about me. doesn't mean that the person doesn't. just means, you know, that's what's true about what you're feeling. Giving people the benefit of the doubt, but speaking up about things. And just think about areas that you could grow in. What, do you need to grow in truth more? Could you be more truthful? Or is it that you really need help more with being more loving in how you say things? that you say things, but they're harsh, you know. And just think about that and just think, and just right now, just pray and lift this to God and ask him to help with this. You know, it's not going to look perfect, but all we can do is grow and do our best one day at a time, you know, and God can help with this. Heavenly Father, I just pray right now for everyone here that you help us in our relationships to be more integrated people, that we are people that what you see is what you get, that there aren't like surprises or withholds or resentments building, um, but that we speak things, that we care, that we care about the people around us, that we don't, if people around us are hurting themselves or others, that we, that we want to speak up about that, that we want to do our best Obviously, we can't control the result or how somebody responds, but we at least want to do our part. That's all that you ask us to do, God. 
um, but that you'll take care of us in this, that you'll provide, that you'll take care of our heart in it. And as a matter of doing that, that you will help us to have better and better, healthier relationships as far as our inner circle goes. So I pray for these things in healing. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.